This is Curiosity Killed It, where we take sayings and phrases you hear all the time and probably ruin them for the rest of your life. Sam picks a saying, proverb, idiom, and springs it on my unsuspecting ass. Then we'll talk about what it means, how people use it, and what we would change to keep it relevant today. So Alex, is this a podcast on etymology? Nope. I don't know what that means, and we'll probably talk about whatever we want anyway. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. A gift horse? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I <laughs> I know this is a saying. For some reason, I didn't even think the word was gift horse. This is going to sound terrible, but I thought it was gimp horse in the mouth. <laughs> so like I'm already starting on a terrible foot. Man, I have no clue what this saying means. Okay. I'm going to take a shot in the dark based on different words in the saying. Do it. We've got a gift. We've got a horse, got a mouth. Mm-hmm. If someone gifts you something, don't look for flaws in it. Is there something wrong with horses' mouths? Do they have bad teeth or something? I don't know. You did a great job. You really figured it out here. A lot of guessing. Just to work you through it. I mean, you did did it on your own there a bit. So yes, a gift horse is a horse that someone gives you. Not to be confused with a gimp horse. Yes. Yeah, but we'll get to that. <laughs> so yeah, a, a gift horse... Is it the horse that's given to you? And the reason that you might look it in the mouth is because people used to tell a horse's age by looking at its teeth. Uh, when someone gives you a horse as a gift, don't look at its age. Right, because someone's giving you a gift. And if I look at its teeth, then the person giving me the gift might think that, oh, like my gift isn't good enough for this person. Exactly. So the, the kind of summary definition of it is don't find fault with something that has been received as a gift or favor. Man, I feel like so many of these sayings are all about like farming things that I just have no clue about. I feel like I'm learning a lot doing this. Hey, me too, man. So what do you think? Should you look one in the mouth? Should you not? Should I look a gift horse in the mouth? I feel like depends a bit on like the situation of the gift. Okay. Where, where my head goes with this is like, hey, say a friend gives you something like be grateful, say thank you, like accept it. But at the same time, if someone's giving you something that you don't really want, is it good to just accept it and not say anything? And I know like the looking at the teeth is more like evaluating the the thing that has been given to me, but not saying anything about gifts and just always being grateful, I think, sets you up for some shittier situations down the road. That's something that I struggle with is what should my reaction be to a gift? Because I try and be honest. I think most people try and be honest, but when someone gives me something, if I'm not excited, should I feign excitement? Should I do the polite thing? Should I do the honest thing? I don't know. It's interesting because like my wife gets really mad at me because I feel like I'm very even tempered Mm -hmm. all the time. I don't get like super high or super low. So when I get gifts, it'd be like, do you like it? I'm like, yeah, I like it. Well, like, why aren't you, why aren't you showing it? It's like, should I be smiling like an idiot, jumping up and down, clapping? Like, how do I show I go over the top to show my excitement for something if I like it, but it's not changing my life. Now I'm just sounding like an ungrateful asshole, but. (laughs) But yeah, I think everyone shows gratuity in different ways, right? Like, yeah, I'm the same way. It would have to be a pretty specific gift for me to be excited. And normally a gift that specific, I know I'm going to get because someone had to ask me what it was. Yeah. I don't think you ever want to fake excitement. Because if you don't want what you got or don't like what you got and you just say thank you and accept it, 
what do you think that person's going to get you next time? Exactly. It might not be the same thing, but it might be something around that. Oh, I know Alex loves hockey. I got him a hockey stick. I, I don't watch hockey. I very much dislike hockey. I work for a lot of American companies and everyone just assumes I like hockey. They always want to talk to me about it. If I don't tell people I don't like hockey, all of a sudden we're always talking about it. Someone gives me a hockey stick next year. They might get me a net. They might get me, I don't know, hockey tape, some pads. And then all of a sudden I'm like, yay. And like, I've just got myself deeper and deeper into this, not speaking how I actually feel about a gift. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have the closet of a hockey enthusiast and you have no interest. (laughs) Yeah. I think you always want to be on. uh, I don't know if I want to say that. I think one thing is it really depends who you're receiving the gift from. Yeah. I think with family members, people you have a very close relationship with, like don't fake that because like they're, you're always in gift giving situations. Like that's going to compound in shittiness as you go versus like, oh, you're meeting like a business associate, like you have a deal with someone and they like brought a gift and they gave you wine and you don't drink. It's like, Hey, maybe it's okay to say like, I don't drink and like accept it and be like, Oh, but like, I don't know. My wife does or like something like thank you for the gift. I don't know. That That's an extreme example. It might be like, Oh, they got you like two passes to go golfing and you don't golf. It's like, okay, thank you. And like, I'll re-gift it to someone else. Cause like, what are the chances I'm being put into a situation where like, that's going to compound in bad for me? Yeah. I definitely think the context of the gift matters because sometimes it'll just be a gift that's given out of tradition when you're invited to someone's house you bring a gift but maybe it's your first time going there and you don't know them fully yet it's kind of expected that you're going to bring something that may or may not hit yeah and i feel like people are going to always when they gift something they're always going to be in and around (laughs) the same types of things i brought you a bottle of wine i brought you flowers i bought a box of chocolate i brought a dessert like these are th- like these are just like normal things or it's like no one's going to go and like meet their next door neighbor and be like, hey, I brought over, I got you a new snowblower. I, like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> people aren't going to get like that far, that far removed, but like your family members and people buying you gifts might try to be that unique for you. Right. So then the question comes, what responsibility does the gift giver have? Again, that's so, that's such a hard question to answer because it's like, oh, I'm going to someone I barely know. Like, I'm going to stick to those basics. But like, do we assume that everyone drinks today and that like a bottle of wine is okay? I hate wine. So if anyone's getting me a gift, like I don't want wine. I drink, but I want, I want beer. So I think it's a bit on the gift giver. Again, like, if it's acquaintances, I think like it's not their responsibility to know you don't drink. That's on you, the receiver, to be like a little bit more vocal about that or just accept that wine is a gifted thing and like you can re-gift it somewhere else. If it's, I don't know, anybody listening who has a significant other, babe, what do you want for your birthday? I don't know. <laughs> what do you want to do for Valentine's Day? Like, what do you want for this? I don't know. Surprise me. Well, like, do you have anything you're looking at? Like any clues? Well, no. I understand that I should know my significant other well enough to buy a gift, but like at the same time, help me out. (laughs) Also, like, I think you do know your significant other well enough to buy a a gift. Right. But not the But you want to get the gift. Yeah. Exactly. So I think where I was kind of going with the what responsibility does the gift giver have is, is to those more specific situations. Because there are some gifts that you can give someone 
that actually then pass a responsibility to the person who's received it. Oh, yeah. I know someone with one of these. Care to share? My sister was once gifted a dog. Was she in a place where she could accommodate a dog? I would say no, but apparently the person giving this gift thought they were. <laughs> but yeah, like the, there's a, that's a, in my humble opinion, a very bad gift. Yeah, that that's assuming a whole lot of things and putting a lot of the responsibility of a living being on someone without consulting them. I feel like that's a very extreme example, but like there there are situations too where there's sometimes like I'll I'll gift something and then it'll get thrown back to me a little bit later like well that was a gift for both of us because it was for the house or it was for like a common good where like a true gift would be something that is just for me to enjoy because like you're gifting it to me. It's not for the communal good. Oh, interesting. So in that case, are you saying that there's this responsibility to get something that's just for that person? When we're talking about the, the responsibility of it all, I think it's really knowing who you're giving the gift to and what, uh, there's this thing, it's like love languages. Yeah. If you've heard, like I, I don't know them all. One of them's like, gifts one of them's like like what is it physical touch affirmation and then there's like services or something like yeah i do things for you i feel like there's kind of these same principles of a gift for certain people some people want to have a physical thing it's like it is an experience a gift is going out for dinner a gift or is a vacation for the both of you is that a gift or is that a you wrapped a, what you wanted like doing something for the both of us into a gift-giving occasion. Now, we were talking about the dog, and you said it was an extreme example, but the saying is, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. True. A horse has a lot of responsibility as well. Right. So where I was kind of poking with the responsibility and how it relates to the saying is, what if I'm not in a place to take care of a horse that needs taken care of? Uh, so you want to look at the gift horse's teeth because if it's an old horse, I might not have the means to look after that. Yeah, or if I can tell that it's sick in some way, or maybe I just can't manage a horse at all. Man, I feel like, to me, that's fine to do. Yeah. Like, is this person trying to swindle me with the gift? Like, are they giving out... Man, I know nothing about horses, and I feel like they're in so many sayings. How long does a horse live? I don't know. I'm going to be like, oh, it's a 15-year-old horse, and someone's going to be like, Alex, horses live till they're like 60. I feel like that's definitely wrong, but who knows? I have no idea. But if it's a super old horse and it's not useful to me anymore they've gifted it to me but probably because it's not very useful to them anymore are they actually giving me a gift or are they just giving me a hindrance the way i look at it is you kind of owe it to the horse to look in its mouth <laughs> sorry dude i'm you're a little too old for what i'm uh, i'm able to give here so i'm gonna have to give you back yeah like if i take you i won't be able to take care of you and that will be worse for you <laughs> i feel like that's a responsibility but like in the dog example too like uh, <laughs> I feel like a horse is, is a great farm example. I feel like something closer to home for a lot of people listening would be like, someone got you a kitten or someone got you a dog. Yeah. And it's not really about the age at that point. It's just like, am I able to look after this thing? Do, do I have the financial means, the time to deal with this sort of thing? So I think you're right with the responsibility of it all. We're talking about horses and living things. We're not talking about a new watch well let, let's talk about things that are are not living are you familiar with the show extreme home makeover familiar with it i do not watch it uh, that's not true 
My family used to watch it when we were younger. Same. I don't think I've ever sat down and watched it on my own. I don't know if it, I don't think it's still on, but it was a show where families who were hard done by would get selected and they would have their house sometimes totally flattened and rebuilt, sometimes wildly renovated and very tailored to the family. If they had special needs, those would be accommodated. If they had special interests, those would be included. They really took a lot of consideration into making these houses perfect for the family. But there's kind of a dark side to extreme home makeover. And as a homeowner, Alex, you probably know that the size of your house impacts your property tax. Oh, God. See where this is going. Yeah. So what happened on extreme home makeover is families who weren't doing very well would be given these massive houses, these wonderful renovations, and they would no longer be able to afford the property taxes or the now increased utilities because of the extra square feet. So these houses that they were given, they would either have to sell or they'd have to declare bankruptcy. And that happened in multiple occasions. Man, that's such, again, such an extreme... Oh, makeover. Extreme, <laughs> extreme problems of extreme home makeover. But mm-hmm. even if you don't go to that extreme, like let's think they tailor the house to like a specific thing. Like I like the Raptors. And if someone was redoing my house and they're like, oh, Alex loves the Raptors. Like you should go nuts. And I come back and like, I have a full size basketball court in my backyard and my entire living room is filled with Raptors memorabilia. Yo, Alex, we heard you like the Raptors. So we completely redid your house to be like the Raptors. It's like, thanks for doing your, like, again, like the responsibility of researching the gift is like, that's very thoughtful. I do like this thing, but like, holy shit, I don't want my entire house to be Raptors themed. And we've invited the Raptors over and you're going to make them dinner. You're going to make them dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yes, these people were given wonderful gifts, extreme gifts, and the creators of the show hadn't fully thought through the aftermath of a gift that big. So someone gives you a car, but you can't afford to pay the insurance. That, that's a really good modern example of that especially like a 16 year old kid it's like oh you can have this beater car and they're like oh great hey but you're a high risk male driver your insurance is again man i'm so out of date with that too i'm gonna say i don't even want to say a number because people are gonna be like alex like it's way more than that but getting a beater car it's worth like four hundred dollars and now i'm paying more than that per month to insure it right and then gas and then upkeep the expenses are endless so the responsibility scales with the gift i think the bigger it is, the more potential responsibility it's putting on the person you're giving it to. I think so. And like in today's world, a horse would be a massive gift. I feel like in today's world, like the car is more similar to the horse. If I put myself in the mindset of this saying, it would be, I'm giving you a horse. A horse can perform work for you. It's like a benefit to you. But if the horse is too old, how much benefit is it actually giving to me. Like as it gets older, I'm getting less and less value out of it. And I feel like it could be the same thing as a car today. It's like, Hey, if this is a super old car, am I going to be paying more to Like you said, insurance, but also in maintenance. Mm-hmm. It's like, are the brakes going on this? What do I have to do to keep this like on the road every year? I feel like every person in college or high school buys like a beater car to get around, realizes that every year they're putting more money into fixing it than they spent buying the entire car and eventually dumps it. I feel like it's the classic young guy who buys a truck or a Jeep and then realizes how expensive the tires are. It's cars in general. I remember I'm so proud of myself when I bought an Oldsmobile Alero, had a spoiler on the back, thought I was like super fucking cool. I mean, you were. Probably. (laughs) It's like, oh, like I have this thing. And then all of a sudden I realized like in insurance and maintenance in one year, I pay more than what I spent on the car. 
Now, is it worth the convenience of being able to get everywhere? I had a summer job, so like I'm not getting to that if I don't have the car, but probably netted like pretty close to zero by the end of it. Yeah. So so when we when we started this conversation, I had written in my notes here that I thought that the teeth of the horse were like the price tag of a modern day gift. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Now I'm starting to think of it more like the teeth are the price tag and all of the other strings attached with it. I like the price tag thing of it because like the age of the horse would be the perceived value of the person getting it. So if we go to like I said watch earlier, it's like you giving me a watch and me being like, eh, Sam, this is like a hundred dollar watch. Like I wear a $3,000 watch. I don't. Yeah, you give me a watch, I immediately take a picture of it and post it on Reddit and say, how much was this worth? Or like immediately start searching the brands to be like, what is this worth? What could I get for this? Like, how much does that person value me? It's another interesting thing with gifts is like, what am I worth to you? Ooh, yeah. See, I'm not a person who needs gifts. Giving me a physical thing, yes, if it's something that I actually need, I'm happy. But I'd much prefer someone take me somewhere do something with me, you know, have an experience and experiences can be so cheap or very expensive <laughs> or very expensive, but cheap experiences can be really profound. I feel like you can say that about a lot of things though. Like you could, there can be small things that you buy or there, there can be things that you buy that are not super expensive that mean a lot. As an example, it's like, oh, what was the flowers that you bought the first time you went on a date with your significant other? And like, just get like a single one of those flowers to show you remember. Like, that's a way to keep something cheaper, but still have a ton of meeting. Any parents out there, your kids make you like a macaroni, like make you macaroni art. Like there's a physical thing that has more value to you than just like, there's no price tag on macaroni art. I don't know, maybe your kid becomes Picasso and you can throw a price tag on it later, but. Man, when my friend Adam turned 19, his dad gave him a newspaper from the day he was born. See, that's a sick gift. And it was probably like 15 cents or 25 cents or whatever, but amazing gift because he had to keep it all that time. Like he actually bought it on the day. And again, like the responsibility of like knowing what that other person wants. Again, like I'm, I don't know if I've actually said it on this podcast, but like I'm a huge Disney World nerd and anyone close to me knows this. I get so many Disney gifts. Like just like st anyone, t anytime someone sees something Disney, they're like, oh, Alex will like that because it's Disney. No, like anyone listening, like I don't like it just because it's Disney. It has to provide like some utility or be like meaningful in some way. It's not just because it's a thing that I like that I'm going to like it. It has to be thoughtful, not just relevant. How many Hannah Montana CDs have you been gifted? <laughs> Too many to can. No, I don't have any. But like <laughs> anything with Mickey on it. Like there's so many things in my house that have Mickey on it. Okay. I, I know now not to buy you anything Raptors or Disney. You just got to be thoughtful with them, you know, like I, I got people can't see this, but behind me, I got like these vintage Disney World posters up. Like I bought those for myself, but if someone gifted those to me, I would have been thrilled if someone gets me that sort of stuff. Or like there's another picture back here. My mom got it for me and she's like, oh, this is a one of the original prints when they were going to release Snow White. They sent like not actual like original artwork, but like copies out to all of the media agencies to run like, hey, Snow White's coming into theaters. Mm. That's a really cool gift that has some meaning behind it. In the same way that your friend getting the newspaper from the day he was born, it's like, that means something. Imagine just getting a newspaper. Hey, Sam, I heard you like the news. Here's a rando newspaper. <laughs> yeah, so small, thoughtful, something very specific. The specific is good and Knowing the person and like 
ask, sometimes asking, like I'm like you, I I actually don't like, I don't really like getting gifts. Anytime my wife's like, Hey, what do you want? I'm like, nothing. Like I think for my birthday, I asked for a basketball. Cause you needed a new one probably. Yeah. You like it's util like utility. My old one was getting worn out. I want a new one. And like, I'm totally cool with something like that. She also got me AirPods one year and she like had heard me talking to everyone at work about AirPods and everyone's telling me how amazing they were and talked to a couple people at work to be like, do you think Alex actually wants these or is he just talking to you guys about it? No, I think he actually wants those. I did. And like, there's another sick gift. One's a $20 gift. One's a, I don't know what AirPods cost. A couple hundred bucks. 329, yeah. So like, I was happy with both of those things. And I also would have been happy with going for dinner. (laughs) I feel like I'm a a bad person to buy a gift for because I'm either going to tell you something that I directly need that if you don't buy me in the next two weeks, I'm going to buy myself. Man, I do that so often too. (laughs) Or I'm going to say, take me somewhere. Let's do something, you know, an experience. But yeah, I think the most important gifts in my life, physical things have been small, sometimes things that people didn't think would be meaningful that end up being meaningful. But when someone gives me a gift that, maybe doesn't align with what I like or anything like that. I'm still so grateful that they went out of their way to, to purchase me something. And I want them to know that even if the gift didn't line up with my interests or needs. So there's an interesting thing is what if someone gives you something, you're thankful for it, but you don't want it. Can you regift it? Can you sell it? I mean, I think that regifting is okay because you've been given something and the act of giving someone something means you have removed all responsibility of yourself. Maybe not responsibility, expectation, right? You've given a gift. There's no expectation. So if you sell it, if you give it to someone else, if you return it, whatever, that's up to you. I gave, I, I did my part and I gave you a gift I, and I'm happy with that. But the selling thing's interesting because I, I have a niece and a nephew, both under the age of three. And whenever I get them a gift, I always ask my sister, if she's okay having that thing in her house. And the one time she said, yeah, I think that would be a great gift and your nephew would love it as long as you're okay with us donating it or selling it in five years. And my thought was absolutely. Now, obviously there are some gifts where I would say, no, maybe not. But in this particular case, it was like, yeah, absolutely. Like there's definitely a lifespan for this gift with this child. I love that you ask if it's an okay gift to get. Hey, I bought your, I bought uh, so-and-so a drum set. You're welcome. <laughs> right, exactly. That is something I would do. Actually, a drum set I wouldn't ask because I think everyone should have a drum set. <laughs> but it was something that involved throwing things inside a house. Uh, so, you know, I wanted to be, be, be sure. We've been talking a lot about gifts for, like, we're assuming it's like a birthday or something like that. Like, oh, they're going to grow out of this. You okay with me selling or donating it in five years? What about gifts where it's not for an occasion? I'm thinking like family heirloom. This was like your grandfather's. This was so-and-so's. And like it's given to you not for an occasion. And I feel like this is a spot where people selling shit gets really, really dicey. Yes, I can definitely agree with that. Yeah, I, uh, I've i inherited some things in my life and I wouldn't be comfortable selling some of them but others I would and then the question is what about the person who gave them to me what would they think yeah I think it's going to depend on the the people and the context there's like this weird line like I'm thinking the same thing like oh some people have given me things like would I be okay 
selling them. And what I think it really comes down to is what is the sentimental value of what was given in like it's non price tag worth versus like, what could you sell it for? Now, I don't know anyone who could do this, but say some like, let's go back to the car gift. It's like, say rich uncle Archibald had a Rolls Royce and he's like, I'm getting a new Rolls Royce. Like here, Sam, here's a Rolls Royce. You got to look at that and be like, that's worth a lot of money. I don't value driving that much. Am I okay selling that? Now, does it change if rich uncle Archibald gave that to you and then passed away a year later? Now, does it have sentimental value to, to keep it? There's so many variables at play there. And I don't like, I don't think there's something that someone could a hundred percent get me to agree with. Like you should never sell that. I feel like it's so situational. Yeah. So the situation that came to mind for me with the car is yes. If, if I had a rich uncle named Archie, Archibald, Archie for short, and he gave me his Rolls Royce, my thought would be, I don't actually value driving that much. So maybe I, I should sell the car. But what if I had a younger brother that actually loves driving and I sell the Rolls Royce that was given to me by our uncle? Man, family's such a crazy dynamic. It really is. Throws a wrench into everything. Yeah, because like if I was my hypothetical younger brother that loved driving, I'd be like, well, why didn't I get given the car? I would love a Rolls Royce. You gave it to Sam and he's just going to sell it. Man, I feel like we're, <laughs> we're tiptoeing into, into like a subject that we probably sh shouldn't go into. But <laughs> solution there, Uncle Archibald gives you and your brother a car and your brother loves to drive. And you go, you know what? Let's sell the Rolls Royce and you can get a, I don't know, Mustang or something like that. And I'll, I'll keep the rest. There you go. That's the, that's the solution. One random tangent that I thought with this was the Trojan horse. Ooh, that's a good gift tangent. If they had just looked in the mouth. They would have seen it was filled with people. What a bad gift. They would have seen the army. They would have saved themselves from invasion, but they were too proud to look in the mouth. That, that's such a good one because we're talking about like, do you just accept gifts as they are or do you go into it with like some level of skepticism? And we've, we've talked before on this podcast about like a healthy amount of skepticism is always a good thing. It per, or <laughs> I want to be uh, careful of using absolutes, but using a healthy amount of skepticism is usually a good thing. Troy could have really benefited from that. I think so. So have you ever been given a gift that you felt was insulting? Have I been given a gift that I thought was insulting? I don't know if I have. I've gotten some gifts where I'm like, why? Like I was once gifted a Rosetta stone Oh, and I was like, okay, like maybe I'll use this. Thanks for the gift of like hours and hours and hours of learning. I can't think of one where it, I felt it was an insult or like a backhanded gift. Is there any for you? Well, yeah. Uh, one time I was given the gift and it, let me preface this. I was given a very nice gift. The context I was given it in skewed my perception of the gift. So I was given a very nice blender. So I had a friend over and I, we made some daiquiris in the blender and I sent a picture to the person who gave me the gift. And I said, look, I'm using this gift. It's amazing. And the response I got was, well, I'm glad you found some of the entertaining uses of the gift, but I really intended for you to use it for health reasons. <laughs> Man, I feel like I feel like that comes that comes back to like people giving gifts when 
it has like a secret benefit to them as well. It's like, I want you to do a certain thing. I want you to be a certain way. So like, I'm going to give you gifts to try to push you in that direction. I don't, I don't like that. No. So do I like this gift? Yes. Is it in my kitchen? Yes. Do I use it often? Yes. But do I think that that person had any place commenting on my health? No, certainly not in the form of a gift. But it was healthy. Like strawberry daiquiri. It's fruit in that. Yeah, that's what I thought. (laughs) So what do you think? Are you looking gift horses in the mouth? Are you not looking gift horses in the mouth? Are you looking gimp horses in the mouth? (laughs) I'm going to wait for someone to actually use this saying on me in person. I feel like I've only ever heard this in media. I feel like this is something I probably heard on Family Guy, to be honest. Oh, probably. I don't think I'm ever going to use this. Will I look a gift horse in the mouth? I personally will, but everyone here knows I'm, we're both skeptics in nature. So I, I'm always going to do it. I want people to have a good understanding of what I like. I'm very even keel. I'm not going to get like super high on anything. So I'm, I'm probably the worst person. Like basically TLDR of what I just said, I'm the worst person to buy a gift for. I'm right there with you. If you're looking for me to fly out of my seat and sing your praises for giving me a gift. Know that I'm grateful internally, but I I don't show it very well. I'm not very surprised by things. Maybe that's a challenge. You know, try and get me a gift that'll surprise me. Maybe that would be a thing, but take me somewhere. Let's go on a trip. Let's let's go on a drive. Let's let's go see something I've never seen. I think that's where where I really land on gifts. I, I definitely value that so much. If someone was like, hey, Alex, I have a surprise for you. We're going to Disney World. Holy <laughs> shit. I would actually jump out of my seat or even just anywhere. Like, hey, we're going to go for a drive. We're going to like go for a weekend away. I love those types of gifts way more than like getting something physical. Yeah. D- don't give me a plant. I don't want the responsibility of keeping it alive. <laughs> Some people get a dog. Sam gets a plant, sees it as the same responsibility of someone gifting him a dog. For all I know, it is. <laughs> That's Bean Curiosity Killed It. We release new episodes every Thursday, so subscribe for weekly content. And if you have a saying you want us to completely ruin, leave a review and tell us which one. Or you can let us know on Twitter, at Curiosity Killed It.